1: to
2: the
3: instance hello everybody welcome back to the instance this is the instance episode 449 my name is Scott Johnson I'm joined today by Patrick in Japan Japanese Patrick what's going on hey
2: it's it's uh almost the last time Japanese Patrick is
3: gonna be here right yeah it's, you uh, two weeks two weeks right something like that yeah until you get two, back Two weeks yeah. Sorry. And next, <laughs> next week, <laughs> you can't uh, say two weeks without that no, it's impossible. That movie is yeah. permanently burned into our heads, uh, three boobs and all that. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah, you're coming back. You're, you're back the weekend that, uh, we're doing our Warcraft, uh, viewing here in, uh, Salt Lake city, which is going to be uh, interesting. And, uh, we were just talking pre-show. We may as well talk about this a little bit here, um, Dills, who's also here, by the way, Texas. Hello, Dills. Represent. Hello. Hey, Dills. Uh, Hi. You were saying something at the top of the show about how you've successfully avoided any kind of conversation or spoilers or anything around the movie, which we'll still try to achieve that today outside of some some numbers things and a few other things. But how would you how have you been able to do that, given how tightly concentrated our communities tend to be and how they like to tell each other about all kinds of stuff all the time? How have you avoided it?
2: Uh, just... I think people are being a little bit considerate as well. And a lot of people haven't seen it because it's not out in the US, right? Yeah. So um and and I'm also I, I'm also guessing there isn't a lot of spoilerish stuff in the in the movie. I mean, we know what's gonna happen, right? If we know the story of the game. Um but in general it's more about not just not reading the reviews. And we're gonna talk about the reviews in a little bit, but I just maybe read the headline and maybe half a tweet, but I just go away from it when I, you know, realize it's about that. uh, I'm not even watching
4: the no spoilers videos. Like the people who do like reviews, you know, they, a lot of people do this, no spoilers and then a spoiler review. Yeah. So you can watch it, you know, one before you've actually seen the movie. I'm not even watching those. I just don't want, I I want a fresh experience when I go. And I'm actually going, uh, to a pre-screening in Dallas. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Somebody who has a wow meetup group, Mm. which How the hell did I not know that was a thing you could do? Uh, They have like a WoW meetup group, and they got invited to go to a pre screening. And they uh, he hit me up and said he's a fan of the shows and uh, wanted to see if I could make it. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. That's great.
3: When is so when do you get to
4: see it? How early? It's gonna be Tuesday, oh, so that's great. Two days before, I guess it's officially released. That's, but, that's uh,
3: pretty good. Probably, yeah. your, probably your own relatively exclusive screening. Only invites are going out for that. I'm guessing.
4: Yeah, it's like an invite thing where you put you give them your name and it reserves you a spot. And then, uh, but I guess they have like a 35 plus group of guys or something like that who get together and I don't know what they do. I, I don't know them personally, but. I'm excited to find out. Excited to uh, hang
3: out with them too. Yeah, so. I wonder what that's going to be cool. like. You're going to have to report back on the WoW meetup. I will. Well, scene. I'll
4: have my camera. We'll, we'll vlog it. We'll do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're um, 11 years into this.
3: 11 years into this game. I just wonder what a WoW meetup group looks like at this point. I know, so, right? Yeah. I think <laughs> when it, I worked at Apple, just, yeah. uh,
4: they they had like a WoW email group. Like mm. people who play these types of games love to just get together. Who who would have thunk it? Yeah. How weird.
3: In a
2: massively multi multiplayer online game people like to meet up <laughs> you know it's yeah it's I, I i guess i've told that story a while ago but i it's a good chance to tell it again so there you go um i remember i was at my cousin's uh wedding uh years ago maybe i don't know it must have been when the game had come out had just come out it was eight eight or nine, nine years ago and we were hanging out with people as you do at weddings and uh, you you start talking and there's always some people with whom it's like this awkward conversation when you're not sure what's what to talk about and what you have in common and at some point i can't remember what it was it was a group of like five or six people and someone mentioned wow mm. and you know they said something about like i tried the warlock and it was cool or blah 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 and then you could see in that group everyone's eyes lit up and it was like oh my god you're playing wow and and it was like for an hour everyone talking about that for for you know non-stop about the the dungeons and the classes and the talents and the it was awesome. It was absolutely amazing. So I'm guessing, you know, by now it's just people hanging out. Just WoW is just an excuse for them who are friends. I am i wouldn't be surprised if they don't talk about WoW all that much. But uh,
3: Well, sure. But I mean, like even now, who are we playing Heroes and Overwatch and other Blizzard games with? We're playing with old guildmates and, you know, people yeah. have been playing this game, f- uh, playing Warcraft forever. And those have branched out the way Blizzard has branched out. We haven't really left the tent. We're all still in there. We may be playing different things under the Blizzard banner, but we're not really going anywhere. So from a community standpoint, it does. it's starting to feel like no matter what WoW does as a game, up or down, sideways or left or right, it doesn't really matter. Those relationships seem to be sticking around regardless. And the excitement around yeah. it stays, even if you're not constantly in the world of Warcraft, you're still excited to talk about it or to share experiences or talk about memories or, you know, like Patrick was saying, everybody gets in the room and suddenly everyone finds out that they're all fans and then you lose your shit for an hour, uh, which is which <laughs> yeah, is like great. As much
4: as as much as we don't really play WoW, <laughs> you know, the, in the same way we we used to, mm-hmm. it still is affecting like all of our gaming yeah. at this point. No, you know? no way uh,
2: around could- it. Put me in a room with with WoW gamers and, you know, we have some, something to talk about for the <laughs> evening.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're not going anywhere if you do that. All right, well, we got more about the movie coming up in the uh, the news, among other things. So let's hit it. All right, so uh, there's a rumor floating around that uh, is unconfirmed. I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but we may get to see a bunch of changes to the new patch in the PTR upcoming. Those include everything from a whole bunch of fixes and some additional tweaks that people may or may not notice in terms of polish, but also uh, possibly intro music, an actual intro screen. So we'll know what that's supposed to ultimately look like if it's Ooh, not already what it is.
2: That's always super exciting for the new expansion. It's kind of like the the banner, you know, the, the official poster almost with the music. Yeah, that, I, that I, I always wait
3: for it. It's like I'm always like that feels like the moment of, all right, we're almost there, everybody. We got we got music. Yeah. We have a we have a an intro screen where people are logging into some something that isn't either temporary or from the old expansion. Like I don't know whatever reason that just gives the game momentum and it reminds me that we should get Russell back on the show and do our annual or not our annual our regular uh, new expansion chat with Mr. Music Man over there and uh, see what's going on. And Chad was asking will it be a new instance theme? Probably. We do this every time there's a new expansion. Mm-hmm. We we go back and rework it and uh Matthew Oxley the ma- the musical genius that he is comes up with something super cool so we'll let you guys know um but yeah it's exciting i'm i you know as much as i've avoided the ptr i'm still watching what's happening there pretty uh carefully every day like i'm i'm interested in what's happening there i don't want to go spoil myself on a bunch of gameplay but but i'm pretty jazzed every every day that goes by as we get closer to august 30th uh which by the way is now competing with no man's sky i just want to throw that out there they delayed that game. It's supposed to come out uh, June 27th. That game now, one of the hot, hotly anticipated anticipated games of the last couple of years, is now coming out like the week of Warcraft uh, and its new expansion. So, looking forward to that.
2: You know, it's it's not just No Man's Sky that that full period is going to be insane. It's yeah. going to be crazy. There's. Uh, Persona. There's Final Fantasy 15. There's Destiny, probably that's going to be out. There's obviously WoW, uh, No Man's Sky. There's so much stuff, so much stuff that that's coming out. And and then you move on to uh, to October. And I mean, I'm sure we're going to hear so about most of those at E3 and uh, that. If you thought that the last couple of years had crazy, uh, you know, releases gaming wise, it would like every year was an awesome year. This year is going to be even crazier. Do you so. do
3: you think we're just getting to the point where, I mean, there's so many games. And and whether you're talking about AAA titles or small releases or digital only or indie games or whatever, every – it's not – it used to be when I was, you know, in my 20s, I was checking magazines once a month for what was coming out. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. oh, sweet, that one, maybe two games on a crazy holiday time, maybe that's my life. That's going to be my life is these two games. But now it's every day I'm checking Steam. Every day there's some patch to a Blizzard game I'm interested in. Every Tuesday there's something new coming out in content that I want. Like, it's weird. It's an embarrassment of riches, and it's crazy. And I, I don't know that it's ever going to change. seems like either we're, at a, we're either having a bubble and it's going to burst, or this is just the way it is moving forward forever. Well, you know, the, the craziest
2: thing is we talked about this on the latest uh, Pixels uh every company is making lots of money, you know? It's all of the big publishers, be it, you know, Ubisoft, EA, Activision, uh, all of them, all of the Western uh, publishers, and all of the Japanese publishers, all of them, you know, Square Enix, Benda, Namco, maybe not Capcom, but that's a a side thing, Konami even, and everyone's making money with all of those games coming out, competing for our attention. It's kind of like there's no... There's no way this is not going to I mean, I don't know if it's going to keep going, but video games have grown so much and the market is so large that even with all of those games coming out, everyone's selling enough to to make a profit. So,
3: yeah, I don't know that it's I, I it's can't see a, the a bubble. Yeah, I don't see a downside necessarily, but it is different, you know, like even well, different than a few years ago, it feels like things have really changed.
2: Yeah. The only downside is that I don't have time to play all the games I want to play. Even, you know, within the Blizzard universe, I would like to play more of some of the games. But if you go outside of it, so many games I want to play and get good at and and experience, and I don't have time. There's too much good good stuff. That's a good problem to
3: have. Yeah, that's an all right problem. I see every time I log in, I'm like, I wonder what Dills is up to. And I'll see he's in He's in Overwatch. I'll come back. I'll go get something to eat. Come back. I'll look at Battlenet. Oh, he's in Diablo now. I come back. <laughs> yeah, to eat. He's in Hearthstone ridiculous. again. Like it is kind of. I mean, do you feel that way, Dills? Like it's just like, I don't know. It's like an avalanche. that just keeps coming. Yeah. Even it, just it's
4: it's funny too because in the position we're in, you know, you want to be able to to really devote serious time to every single one of them, and uh, it's just an impossibility at this point. There was a time. Where I could really put in all my effort into like three games because that was it, Mm -hmm. but now it's six games and that's just (laughs) it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah, Uh, it's it's getting this way with almost everything though too. Like we've literally, I think, had like five superhero movies come out in the last like month and a (laughs) half or something like that too. It's like every single thing that we're all into is just like nonstop.
3: We're gonna get Star Wars every year. We're gonna get Marvel movies every couple of months. Like it is it's super crazy to me like it's this way with comics for me and books and tv think about tv for a second like there's so much i want to watch on twitch right now there's so much i want to watch on hbo now later i've got this other show i want to catch up on i got a million things to see watch do read consume yeah we're all gonna die i I can't yeah i know. I can't keep up with this and tv it's like I don't even watch regular TV anymore.
4: I yeah, just don't. Yeah, I don't either. I don't, I don't part either. of my radar. I wait till something's like completely done with the whole season and then I binge it. And that's basically, you know, that's my.
3: Well, Patrick, if I'm in Japan, I might be, though, because that place has some. I remember here's my here's my memory of Japan TV. One of my memories.
2: All right. Here we go. I
3: was in Tokyo for a couple of <laughs> nights and my first night there, I was really jet lagged and couldn't sleep, as you know how that goes. And so I'm laying in this bed that was not made for a guy my size. A little tiny, shorty, little stupid bed having a terrible time sleeping. There's a TV on in there. So I'm like, all right, let's see what's on at 2.30 in the morning in Tokyo. And it was this <laughs> it was this uh, competition or something. I don't know. if I mean, I didn't know the language, so I don't know what they were saying. But throughout the entire city, there were just stacks and stacks, domino style of VHS tapes. I don't know why. Old VHS tapes stacked for miles and miles and miles. And then they, they started it, had cameras all over the city. And they were doing like play by play about where it had fallen. It would cut through some people's houses and then back out into the streets and then up some building and then down the other side. And like this domino effect of VHS tapes went on for like, I don't know, four miles of of winding around Tokyo. And I still to this day, I'm like, why isn't that on at two thirty in the morning where I live? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> it was incredible, man. Still, yeah, I still in know Japan is in. something special. Yeah, you, they pff, I'd, I'd have a hard time leaving. That's pretty. Incredible. Yeah. Well, hmm,
2: I, usually programs are more like people with their head stuck in a jar with a <laughs> spider or something like that. It's it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I don't want but that. You, but you know what it is that that problem we're talking about is I get on those emotional bends from time to time, and I'm like, this is geek culture having won. This is what it is, right? It's yeah. everything we loved when we were kids, including, you know, VHS tapes, dominoes, um, <laughs> but also superhero movies and games and all of that have won. It is the the popular culture now. And and you have some kind of a, you know, divide, general, generational divide where some people are still going to be watching stupid stuff on TV, but there's... Clearly, a wave of younger people who they, this is what they do now. I'm guessing this is what our parents uh, felt at some point when, you know, rock. not our parents, maybe our grandparents, when rock and roll became the dominant form of music and it was a way of life, you know, or maybe when hippies uh, invaded the entire uh population and and demographic space or that kind of thing. It's like, yes, we are the new thing now. And that's what the world is.
3: We're in charge. Um, yeah. So you know what's yeah. going to be. Here's what's going to happen. So gamers and, and comic book readers and nerds grew up and got into positions of power and money. And now that's who runs everything. OK, great. So what do we got next? Is it just going to be is the selfie generation going to what's that going to look like when they're in charge? <laughs> holy shit. This is where I start to sound like an old guy. <laughs> Like I, can't... I think
2: I think the selfie ge- the, the selfie generation is still our generation. What I'm really afraid of it was is what comes next. Yeah. What you know the thing that we just really because selfies we we all do it but once we're like 50 or 60 and the kids start doing something weird that we really don't get <laughs> that's when it's going to be interesting and when we're like ah oh, back in my day I play
3: Hearthstone on my phone for 10 hours. Yeah, it'll be weird. I'm actually. I kind think of,
4: we're. Yeah. I think we're at like the perfect age, though. And I know, like, we're we have a little bit of spread between the three of us, but sure. Like, I, I'm glad that I remember a time when, n- like, nobody had a cell phone. Yep. You know, I'm glad I remember a time when there were payphones. I'm glad I remember a time we had to call somebody and hope they were home.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'm
4: young <laughs> enough to adopt things like mm-hmm. computers. <laughs> that you know, the moment they become a big a big deal right sure like I remember the internet being like whoa what we can all <laughs> chat that's crazy man you know and, and now there's just like I talk to kids who are you know 13 14 they never remember a time without the internet being just every day all the, day, yeah, all the time yeah I was
3: talking to my daughter the other night she was born in 94 that makes her 21 and that's freaky enough in its own way but it just hit me the <laughs> other day when I was talking to her I'm like you haven't been on the planet where you didn't, where you didn't know it as a place where the internet existed, not just to some telnet, freaking BBS, garbage, whatever Usenet thing. We're talking about like, you know, Yahoo. I could go to Yahoo when she was born. Like that's really <laughs> well, that's weird. The thing to you, think. Th-
4: there was a time when you would go. Ah, oh, I don't know how that is. I, okay, I got to go to the library. Like I yeah, don't know yeah. what
3: you know. Like,
4: I, oh man i gotta learn about something i need to yeah. go somewhere oh, no. and it's reference like, yeah. the dewey decimal system what like that no it's just you pull up the
2: thing out of your pocket and you type it in and then you know this is this is <laughs> in you know it it really sounds like old man it being really ridiculous, does but it really it's does. like and, well, i uh, absolutely agree with you you know like <laughs> it, it there what you have to realize this you have to tell people there was a time when you you're talking about some you know i don't know african country and you don't remember the population of because whatever you, you didn't that was it you didn't yeah. know unless you <laughs> yep. had a super expensive uh encyclopedia at home uh which not many people did you didn't know and th- that w- that was over yeah um <laughs> it's it's i'm sure you know we sound like people who are like I don't know. There was a time. You could do it. You could do it now and say somewhere you had to
3: walk. You could even say you could say to a new WoW player, go back 10 years. We had um, the updater was like a BitTorrent client. And if you didn't hurry up and get in on it on the first day, then you'd have really slow updates. Like there was no (laughs) Battle.net launcher. Like the whole thing is so weird Uh, now. there, There was a
2: time for every game, but included including Blizzard games. You had to download a patch. And run it as an executable to update uh-huh. your game, like, in the right <laughs> folder, at the right... Yep. and. Uh, I had, like, it, five or six of them, like, the
4: installers or whatever. I just had a ton of them. Yeah, <laughs> and that, I yeah. was like, oh, I got, they, why is my computer full? Yeah. Oh, I have all these installers <laughs> from, like, the last, you know, five patches. Oh, uh, it sucks. But, you know, I, I guess the, to bring it all full circle, though, like, the point of recognizing that we know these two versions of what we have now, which is the not haves. And now we do have is that I think we appreciate that. It's like everywhere now that Mm -hmm. now the geekdom and the nerd stuff is bountiful. Mm -hmm. uh, And we appreciate it because it was hard to get. It was hard to get to. You had to seek it out. And now it's just like cool nerdy stuff is shoved in your face every day. I just
3: wonder if it'll swing back. Like if we'll end up with the jocks running the world again. You know? Well you
4: could get to a certain point where I guess you could say that there's geek fatigue. I guess that could happen. Um but, but the, you know, I mean I wonder if you could find a way to really kind of solve like why it has gone this direction. Yeah. And you probably could make an argument for as you know, technology advances and things like that, being big and strong isn't as important anymore. Well, and the, this, in the, in the just gr- a, this is just a societal thing. Sure, and like, the gr- nerdiness is now it's just part, part of it. Right. Yeah. It's baked in now. I agree. I agree yeah. with that.
3: And and you could argue the two groups have meshed like, Here's Dills yeah. doing a nerd show about a game. It's nerdy. He's just finished watching some nerds play Overwatch on Twitch, and he's <laughs> yeah. super interested in the Warriors and the playoffs and, now and I the NBA. Tweet about basketball for the yeah. Next, yeah so I, I see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't yeah. just because we're into this stuff doesn't mean we're not into the other thing. And more and often than not, like I know guys in high school that were not nerds in high school. They all claim they are now, but in high school they were freaking not. And They hated our guts and they picked on us. <laughs> and now they all mm-hmm. claim to be huge nerds. Wear Captain America shirts all day. Like, we yep. totally won. Okay, so back to Patrick's original point. We won the fight. It's over. We win. Everybody go enjoy <laughs> your spoil. The spoils Suck of war. Suck jocks. <laughs> I think, yes, it is. You know, sometimes I look at the
2: world today and it's like I want to raise a giant middle finger to all the people who were, you know, yeah. like dis- discounting us. And anyway, but now we've won. You know, it's okay. Let's just welcome everyone. We're yeah, cool. that's fine. They're we're all, just, we're very you know, open. We're, yeah.
3: Yeah, you're all welcome
2: everyone. Here. Everyone can love uh, video games. Everyone can love comics. And if you're the kind of, you know, Conan mean bully, a <laughs> holy thing that you're gonna do your your clueless gamer stuff, yeah. just get stuffed. Just I you don't, don't like that. that. Yeah. Okay,
3: can we talk? I want to talk about that for a second. So, so uh, one of the things around this launch, there was a lot of media, both mainstream and otherwise, around the launch of Overwatch, and and you. Specifically, did not take a liking to the clueless gamer segment that Conan does—the one he did specifically for Overwatch with two of the cast members of Game of Thrones. And I watched it after you had said what you said, and I came away realizing, oh, it's kind of like it always is—like it's always kind of yeah. like this. So but
4: Conan's been like that with other things too. When he was at BlizzCon that one time, yeah, do you remember that? Oh yeah, it, it was, he was—he was kind of a dick
2: to the people that he was. <laughs> Doing the casting with yeah, uh, and I just character. I don't know. I, I kind of yeah, get it. but to your go to, ahead. To your points, cut it, it. It's always
3: like this, and I always hate yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't um, like. I'm not a giant fan either. Is what I was trying to get at. Isn't It's, not, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, no.
2: There are moments. You know, the thing you know. is, he's. We talked about it uh, at length on Overwatchers. uh So if you want to hear more, we can. You can go listen to that. But I. I <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I just think it's mean-spirited. It's not having fun with the people. It's having fun at the expense of the people. And it's, it's you know, he's a bully in that way, at least with gaming. I don't know if he is with other things. And it's kind of okay-ish because he's funny. I admit he's funny. But I dislike being funny at the expense of other people and making fun of people. And there's plenty of this in comedy, but there's often a... a I I don't know. You have to be a little bit self-aware and sort of winking at someone at some point here. It's just look at those gamer, those gamers, nerds. Look at you. You're a nerd. You're like, what are you doing? Are we in the 90s? Like, what is this? You're are you pushing someone around in a high school hallway? Yeah, it's. I like the I'm I'm glad you got a chance to express this. And yeah, I, yeah I think it's disparaging. It's it's disrespectful and it's just mean. Yeah. And I don't get it. Sure. So.
4: I, I think it's a I shtick. Didn't, I didn't take away that much of that from it. Yeah. I, I get I get what you're saying, but I didn't. I don't remember the part where he was like calling people nerds, but I do. Well, I didn't like the part where they suddenly went off about like the butts and stuff and
3: yeah.
4: the the Widowmaker yeah, butts you. for like a while. Like that was like that was the one part I was like, eh, I could have
3: done without this. And I doubt this Blizzard liked that. They played bet, all Widowmakers. And yeah, if there the, if, yeah. if there was something Blizzard didn't like about it, probably that. Given their recent uh, hullabaloo with Tracer and her stupid pose and all that stuff, so yeah. they probably it's just, weren't it's happy. Just the got whole a game, stone. you know,
2: every every chance they get. uh you know, Kaplan says the game is wants to be inclusive and to welcome everyone. And that's something he said in the latest interview. You know, there was a Facebook Live Life thing. He said, you know, the community is what we make of it. And we want to be be nice to each other. And we want to be welcoming and all of this. But, you know, even beyond that, that that, that Conan thing in general, the clueless gamer, I don't think. I think he does it because he understands gaming is a big thing. Yeah. Um but there so it was a popular so segment
4: like he did one time and then like yeah. he played I think it was It's like Assassin's uh, Creed or
3: something or like Halo or it was
4: it was what you call it Tomb Raider. I think he played like Tomb Raider. Oh with some guy like with a production guy on his staff who was like a gamer, and it got it was a popular segment or something. Yeah, and it took uh, off. And, and so he just continued just, doing it. You know,
3: it's, it's a shtick that kind of works. Doing- I mean for oh. mainstream for mainstream viewers though, you know, I know why they're doing it. It works because mm-hmm. people think it's funny. Um, and they think it's funny because here's a guy foreign to that world trying to play in there, and some of those tropes and things that we're all sort of used to, they stick out to him, so he plays off of those, makes jokes about him. Like I guess I should say I'm not surprised that it's a popular thing for him for him to, to yeah. do. Um but he and- does
4: it with all of his all of his segments. Like I you know, if you want to watch when he goes back, he play there's guys who play old timey baseball. It's like a thing they do. Yeah. They all get together. And they play baseball by like the 1890s rules or whatever it is, right? (laughs) When baseball like first became a thing. Sure. Uh, And they dress up like those players and all this stuff. And he went to the game and played with them and all that stuff and made a funny segment. And it was really funny. But if you really watch it i mean he is making fun of them the whole time i mean yeah. that is the joke is them yeah is that like look at these silly people doing the silly thing yeah and that's just kind of his stick you know yeah and it's, yeah it's not going to be for everybody but i agree with you patrick like i prefer non means mean comedy if i can if, you can
3: if i it. have
2: my my druthers right sure or,
3: i i what, here he, you know, he I, knows it works Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So
2: he's gonna keep i think there's there's something about him being the jock type, making fun of the nerdy types, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're if you're a jock and you not, make fun though. of jocks, yeah, yeah that's the no, funny but, thing. I but... mean, he stole, he's he's you know, I he's older generation. I don't know yeah. that he plays sports, but he feels like someone who is I I don't know. I mean, he doesn't feel qualified to make fun of of certain things in the sense that. If you're if you're a gamer, you can make fun of games. It's okay. If you're a black person, you can make you know n word jokes. If you're yeah, you can be uh, self deprecating
3: you know. in the field that you're in or in exactly. the place that you're at. Right,
2: I get that. But if 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 the 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 jock or the TV person or you know your I don't know your dad comes in the room and goes <laughs> like ah oh, look at those anime stupid characters, you're like shut up. Yeah, yeah, I sure, like it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: No, but see, like for me though, like I I totally get it and I'm on board. But you know, it's like Conan. Conan got kind of started as like the outcasty guy who wrote for The Simpsons mm. and kind of got it right. Yeah. That was like his sure. thing, and that he has kind of progressed into this character. But I think it's like kind of gone. It's it's happened over time. Mm. So I'm I'm still like a, I've been a fan of his for a long time. So to me, it's like I probably give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But I get that like you look at it, and if you just look at it objectively with no kind of background, whatever to it, then it's, it sucks, but he's no like Colin Cowherd, you know, he's not actually coming out and saying screw esports. It's stupid. It's (laughs) like,
3: he's not straight up dissing it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, that's a very, that's a whole different level of He's like skirting
4: around the edge and, and lampooning it in a way that can come across as mean for sure. To me,
3: to me, the comparison is like, all right, well, maybe it's because just because we're into it. So we're closer to it. So when you see somebody like Stephen Colbert or, Back in the day of Steve Carell or one of those guys on the Daily Show going after some politician, well, they were doing it, and, the polit- and a lot of times the politician thought, "Well, this is just a serious interview with a reporter," and didn't really know <laughs> yeah, that they were yeah. they were getting yanked around like this.
4: They didn't realize they were the. To judge, me, it's
3: yeah. a bit like that, but in those cases, especially if it's a politician I totally disagree with, well, my bias is towards yeah, we should we should uh, make them look stupid in front of everybody because what they're saying is stupid, and you could see somebody making the claim that what Conan is doing with games is exposing some of its ridiculous sides. You could make that argument. I'm not saying I agree with it because I'm too close mm, to it to make a call. I, I'm too I close think to That's
2: it. a really far-fetched comparison. It's, yeah. you know, the comedy, of course, comedy is going to be mean sometimes and and comedy or rather it's going to make fun of stuff. And the politicians is a completely different ballpark. I think it, it but yes, it's going to be making fun of stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying I hate comedy, right? I'm not saying never no, no, make no, fun of anyone. I don't think <laughs> we're <laughs> the
4: audience, either for this yeah. segment. I think this segment is supposed to be for people who don't get video games, and yeah. then they watch it and they yeah. laugh because it's because it's
2: you know. Yeah, it's just but it's fun like you know, it, if if I was to look at a game of basket, basketball and and go like, oh, the, <laughs> look at these guys running around and like they're throwing a ball in a in a <laughs> net. What <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Everyone would look at me and go like who is this guy what is he like it's not funny and it's kind of dumb well if that's the way i feel about the way they talk about
3: you're right you're right
4: we understand yeah yeah but But i mean if games were
3: as big as basketball let's say video games were at the level of of professional basketball as your comparison he wouldn't even he wouldn't even have Well, what i'm saying is he wouldn't even have a segment at this point because then what you're talking about is enough mainstream appeal and enough knowledge base then it then it just comes off as yeah. just like, well, what are you doing? We, we get it. Yeah, it doesn't work in that in that particular mm-hmm. case.
4: Right. It only yeah. works because it's niche and most people don't get it. And so they laugh because they're they're on board with him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they don't get it either. And so they think it's funny. And he gets people who also don't get it. So like it wouldn't work. If he got two professional Overwatch players to come in <laughs> and play Overwatch with him, it also wouldn't work there. He has to get think, other actors. I think who clearly suck at the game. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like that was to me the most offensive part of that video was watching those two try to play Overwatch. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, it's just it, it. only works because of that.
2: Right? Yeah, I think there would be ways of making a clueless gamer f- segment that is not offensive. I think you know we've managed to make. Captain America into a movie that actually makes sense. I think there are ways of making a non-gamer. We're getting there. Well it would have to have somebody like us to also be there. Like
4: you have somebody like Conan who is the the clueless gamer. Mm -hmm. uh, and then someone like us who actually goes like, Yeah, this isn't actually that weird, man. This is a totally normal thing that's yeah. going on. And here. his producer and guy, his, it, his producer
3: gamer guy, is supposed to be that guy, but he doesn't do that as much as he did he in the beginning. Barely videos. is there. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, if he was more of a presence, maybe it wouldn't come across the way yeah. it does. But but I maintain right. as There's video games, I I totally video. agree. But I ma- I just maintain that the, the the more video games inject themselves into the larger culture, the less this stuff will be as mean spirited yeah. and and clueless. It'll be less clueless because it is kind of clueless. Yeah like it's for if my he made parents himself
4: the joke it wouldn't come across this way and yeah. that's like if he had professional gamers on and he was the joke because he didn't get it then yeah. it wouldn't come across this way at all but though, just the way it's set up that's yeah. why yeah so it there you go off. yeah
3: well that i listen we're gonna get a more email about that than we ever will about what's on the ptr so <laughs> please me both. yeah it's gonna happen um <laughs> warcraft movie box office numbers real quick warcraft was released in 20 markets so far not the u.s yet but everywhere else it feels like except here drives the hell what the out hell's of. up with the, that, man? Bugs the hell out of me, it's Like
4: made. when I lived in San Francisco and everywhere else got the, the fiber. Yeah, what the? Like, what's dude, up with that? I live
3: in San Francisco. Come on, yeah. man. How, the whole made here. Exactly. Americans. What are all these startups that are going to bring like mac and cheese to your house going to do for their internet? <laughs> um Yeah, now and, I live in Austin. Google Fiber. Yeah, sure, that's no right, problem. baby. How's that treating you by the way? Good? Oh my god, so good. Yeah.
4: Somebody tweeted out like, "Hey everybody, send me your speed tests." I want to see what you guys have. And I looked at them all, and I just laughed. (laughs) Look at at these
2: plebs. Oh, 100 down? That's pretty good.
3: Lucky bastard.
2: You know, what I really hate about Dills is how he's (laughs) mean-spirited to the people who don't have a good internet connection. The clueless isp -er. What? You don't all have 1,000 down,
4: 1,000 up? What?
3: Come on. Clueless web browsers. um all right so here's the deal it is uh, number one in all 19 of 20 of those markets in germany the movie had the biggest opening of the year so far that's 45 percent market share that's pretty impressive considering this is a year with some sizable films that also did well internationally like captain america 3 and so on in russia the movie had the second biggest opening with 65 percent market share they don't say what the first did i'm just gonna assume 50 shades of gray but that's just because i want to make fun <laughs> of russians i'm so mean-spirited to these russians Uh, Variety (laughs) is reporting the Russian opening only... uh, Oh, it was behind Deadpool, they did say. So Deadpool was the big opener. Uh, With the seventh biggest opening day of all time in Russia. So for all-time records, Warcraft, seventh biggest. In China, ticket pre-sales for the release night are already the sixth highest-ranking movie of all time there. And uh, the news is not great in the U.S. The opening projection is only $25 That's the projection. But as we know, projections can change based on actual attendance. And, you know, who cares? Um it is interesting though to see it doing uh doing so well internationally. Um and I guess that's good. They're making money that maybe means if you make enough money, you can justify sequels. The world is uh movies are less dependent on US box office alone than they used to be. In fact, more and more now, uh you're seeing movies opening uh, sometimes a month ahead in other countries and the money they make abroad is more important to their bottom line. So uh I don't I you know, again, I can only guess. That this means sequels or more work from? Well, so we have to be really careful about these uh,
2: opening week's numbers because, I mean, obviously it's awesome. And I'm surprised that it's doing that well already, which is great news. I wanted to do super well. But you also have to remember that every person who wants to watch this movie is going to go watch it opening day right? Everyone's going to go watch it in the opening week. It's, it's, I mean, every fan of the game. Mm-hmm. And what happens with comic book movies is that they are great movies. So people then uh, tell others, you, you should go watch it. It's really great. You know, even if you don't care about uh, comics, you're going to have a good time. And so the subsequent weeks also make a lot of money. Um, I'm, my worry is that's not going to happen with. Wow. Because as we've seen, um, traditional critics seem to not like the movie, mm-hmm. and and every gamer I've seen, every WoW fan I've seen, says it's the best thing ever. So yeah. I'm sort of worried that uh, the the movie is not going to have legs in the long run uh, in the theater, and that could hamper its uh, its revenue. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, but but already the fact that it's opening so big is is a great sign. So we'll see what happens. But uh, just a word of caution, caution yeah. there. Well, I know like DC fanboys liked Batman v
4: Superman just because it was their movie, right? Mm-hmm. So there could be someday. I, I, we'll there's say no some way did. that this movie is as bad as that movie. Yeah. First of all, That's just impossible. <laughs> but there, but even even so, like we might come at it with rose-colored glasses a little
3: bit. For oh, sure. I totally am. I'm going to admit and right up fine. front. Yeah, I am. Yeah. As, I am biased as hell. I want this mm-hmm. to be great. I'm. This is the first time. Usually, I look at Rotten Tomatoes and I go. You know, the aggregate score is usually right around where my head is. It's about how I felt about the movie. So it, it usually agrees with me. This is a case where I'm going completely against that because I'm a biased fanboy and I want this to be great and I don't care. Yeah. You know? Well,
4: you know, I, I will I will yeah. hamster away every prop problem with this movie until it is fine. <laughs> I will do that sure, for sure. sure. Especially the first time I see it. I'm gonna walk out of that theater loving it no matter what. Right. But but it is true. It's concerning that it's getting Panned a little bit by critics because that's we wanted to translate to mainstream audiences, right? Yeah. And yeah. if it doesn't, that's going to cause problems as far as actual revenue. But they spent fairly little on this movie in in the grand scheme of things. So,
3: mm-hmm. you know, compared, if it's compared to your line average, is yeah. still
4: it's a successful movie. Then. <clears throat> Compared to your average, how much did uh, they spend?
3: I had the number handy earlier, and I've lost it. Let me—I'll find it. While Patrick, you were going to say something. I'll look that up while you were,
2: um, you were talking. So it says a hundred million dollars. Yeah, which you're yeah. right. It's not—it's not, it's not a huge not it's, its easy to recoup, I would say, with a movie like mm-hmm. this. Um, but maybe, and maybe you know, just gamers going to see it is going to be enough uh, to, to make money. money. I mean, it's probably going to make money, which is great. Um, but. it's not even about being biased it's about what you appreciate in the movie if you've played the game you know in in that sense yes maybe bias plays into it but it is absolutely understandable that that people who have played the game who have seen this universe for whom you know big orcs that have feelings is not a weird thing um That they're gonna appreciate the movie probably more than people who who don't have that background so yeah. i don't even think it's about the bias it's about where your your context right yeah so yeah that's um, true.
4: it's yeah. true it, it is to a certain extent it's not really like rose-colored glasses as much as just getting it right like we're, yeah we're yeah. gonna get it mm-hmm. um but you know it. Like I said, like I, I will, I will be curious to read all these reviews later. I'm certainly not going to do it right now because I don't want to know anything going in. I want to keep it as freshman experience as possible. Yeah. But when I read these review, re- reviews later, I'm going to be paying attention to. Do I think the guy just didn't get it, or does he have real gripes? Yeah, with that's movie? actually going to be fun sense. to
3: go do. I kind of agree with yeah. that. That's a good way to go back and kind of gauge your 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 sort of post feelings about it and compare it with what others came away with. But I just <clears throat> I'm just so to this point where. I'm just I just want to nerd out at stuff I love. Like I don't yeah. I don't need anything else. Like if if they give me scenes and stuff that happens that's exciting in the way that the games have been. Because look, I'm I'm going to say something semi-controversial. Blizzard Uh-oh. knows character better than they know story and I'll explain a little bit. They can take, Overwatch is a prime example of this that's fresh in my mind, but they can take characters and give me very little backstory, actual, tangible, written, or otherwise presented backstory, and I walk away going, oh my gosh, I can just feel what that character is and who that's supposed to be. They're iconic, and they're really good at that. This is one thing Metzen just absolutely excels at, is creating iconic characters. And iconic characters like Thrall and Jaina and Uther, and the list goes on forever, of iconic characters in the Warcraft universe uh, is really astounding and staggering. But you're no one's ever gonna argue that from a pure, like a book standpoint, although there have been some good books around the game. I don't want to deny Christy Golden or anyone else those accolades, but but for the most part, the core stuff, the or- originating material, it's not that incredible of a plot or story. It really isn't. It's mostly about badass moments from very iconic characters we relate with. And that's yeah. all I want. So if that's what this movie is, true. and that's what critics don't like, well then we're all gonna then we're all going right where we think we're going. I'm sorry. No, it, is,
4: it is true because if you think about the Warcraft story, it's like there's some magical item that does something magical that you got to go get it, and somebody died on the way, and what you know it's like that's really what's constantly happening over and over again, right? And It's why is this thing so magical? I don't know, but it, it just is, man, and we got to go get it, you know. And that's really what's happening all the time. So it, you're right, but you care about the characters because. They really matter, no yeah. matter what it is
3: they're doing. They do. You know? Like, and, why do I give a shit about, um, let's say, like I have all this feeling for Hanzo right now because he's in this or hand soap as his brother calls him, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm really into him and I'm I'm into his conflict and his eternal internal struggle struggle based on like three minutes of. Of, <laughs> of like oh, on well, the sleeve video that they made about this thing and I'm in love yeah. with it. Now people are cynical about that and there are plenty of them who are. You can read about it on the internet all the time. These videos Blizzard were making, they're just so simple and on the nose and there's no complexity to the well, characters. Well, they are. Stuff.
2: For Overwatch, they are. And and they're seven minutes of snippets of nothing. So they have to be. But I'm going to disagree with you, Scott, on, on the Ooh, story all right, thing. go for it. Um, <laughs> I think... Blizzard does mythology exceptionally well. The WoW mythology is really cool, and there are lots of elements that gel together for, you know, 20 years of games surprisingly well. The Diablo mythology is really cool. Uh, I think you're right. The, the characters are the best part of the lore of, of the games, but there are also story moments that are really cool, you know? the, the There are, I mean... The story of Illidan and his brother and Tyrande, and you know that uh, uh, moment in the the entire lore of Warcraft is really cool. The the uh, story of obviously Arthas and his dad, and it is a little bit tropey, and it always is.
3: That's my um, point. That's entirely my point. Because everything you've said, yeah. I agree with so far. I'm just saying that they are, but it all is tropey. trope-y. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm. And again. Totally open to that. Love that. That's fine. And they it's do fine. it like nobody's business. They are better at it than any other game company working today. Period. But I'm not going to sit here and say Diablo 3 was a really good quote unquote story. It was a really great, iconic story. For oh, the Diablo moments.
2: 3 sucked. Are you kidding me? No, Diablo <laughs> 3 was not a good story. Diablo, that I will say that it was full of missed opportunities, that Leah thing was too bad, Deckard Deckard Kane dying like this, I completely agree, it was not worthy of anything. (laughs) Uh, No, Diablo 3 I think is, you know, you're not going to have you know, uh, a Perfect hits for every game that you put out and and in every department. I think the story of Diablo 3 was undoubtedly the weakest of possibly all of the, the games they've put out. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and that yeah. might include Hearthstone,
3: by the way. So. Yeah, and Hearthstone.
2: That was funny because Har- Hearthstone Stone's doesn't story? have a story. Right, right. I get what you're saying. That,
3: that was the joke. Yeah, it was people. really good. It was I really get, good. It was really good. I'm taking that one all the way to the bank. <laughs> that was a good joke. Thank you. Um, but but okay, totally agree. I, 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 what you're saying is what I already feel like, and and you're right. And Wow has the richest of the story threads. It has the most. There's just a quantity there that's hard to hard to argue with. Um, I don't know, like whether or not that stuff ever translates to be the kind of depth somebody wants from a J.R.R. Tolkien fi- uh, film. That may not happen. That may never happen.
2: Well, so I think there is depth. I think there would be enough to to do. But the the big question is. Have they, has Duncan Jones and his team made a movie that is that translates to the general public in the sense that the comic book movies do? Because they started really approachable with Iron Man and even, you know, uh, Captain America. Those movies were basically regular movies, <laughs> which got a twist somewhere along the way. And often until like the middle of the movie, it was just a normal movie with nothing to tell you that it was a comic book stuff, uh, you know, comic book story. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the comic book movies, they, they did this possibly, uh, by design to get normal people into sucked into the stories. Obviously for Warcraft, I don't think they did it because you have, you know, giant green orcs everywhere. And that's really hard to, uh, make into a regular approachable, normal story. Um, So the big question is, has he expanded the reach of that story to normal people? It seems like he hasn't, according to what the critics are saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So that might be too bad because it's less of a consumer product. But I honestly think from everything we've heard that for the gamers we are, it's Fine, we're going to be yeah, happy with it. For us, yeah,
4: that's yeah. all I want. So it seems like yep.
2: Yep. <clears throat> so bring
4: it on. Although, like, is it possible without years and years of stuff to really set this up properly? I don't know. That's the other thing too. Yeah. You know, yeah. We 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 don't like the moment you started playing World of Warcraft. The story was there, but also you had like it's different for a movie, right? You also had oh my god, I'm going in, I'm creating a character, I'm leveling yeah. like this. Yeah. That's so the story, as much as you loved it, wasn't really like the most important thing, right? The, the oh, game sure. itself was so good that, you know, you, you, but then it happened to also have this amazing story that contained to progress over years and years. And now we're trying to jam it on into like two hours, which right? also had you,
3: and, you in it. Like you're a part yeah. of that story, especially in wow. Like if we pull it away yeah. from the RTSs and get into the place, that's even more cinematic, like world of Warcraft itself. Even mm-hmm. then you're such an important part of it. You're always treated as a hero beyond, you know, above many other heroes, even though we're all seeing the same stuff together or alone um you know when when uther tells us to do something we do it and we think it's because we're special like that i think that dynamic is hard to translate to film like real hard you know you can't just make doom and have a first person view for one of the fight scenes and have that work (laughs) yeah
4: which is what they tried to do for a long time. i think though we've gotten to the point now where uh every every one of these things is translated into movies is a lot more elegant than it used to be oh yeah uh you know go back and watch like the first time they tried to make a Fantastic Four
3: movie. And you'll understand how inelegant they are. Or watch the last things. time they tried to make a Fantastic <laughs> Four movie. Or the
4: last time, true, Yeah, yeah. Maybe that one just has some issues. True, but true. Marvel needs uh, to take
3: that one back, get it back in the house. They'll fix it. I'm confident. But, you know, it's like we expect one so time, much. They have
4: Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Now. Yeah. That's we true. expect so much now from the comic book movies that, you know, I, I think there was there would have been a time where Batman v. Superman would have been looked at as... Yeah, it's a comic book movie, so we're not taking it seriously anyway. Mm-hmm. But now we expect them to all be great, yeah, right? Yeah. So it really stands out how poor it was as a movie. Yeah. And there was a time when we were just happy that comic books were being made in the movies, period.
3: Yeah, you I, know? I agree. Those were the good times. Or those were the yeah. time, the dark times. Sorry, now it's the good times, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Let them uh, those were the dark <laughs> times. We were happy, because yeah. they were dark times. Yeah, yeah. happy in our dark I need times. To
2: reboot my Mac. Sorry, I'll be right back. Oh, okay, yeah.
3: Reboot, right. your, reboot your Mac. What happened? What are you talking about? Do you really be rebooting your Mac? Yes, yes, oh, well. it's it's stuck. It's completely stuck. Sorry, oh, no. I can
2: only use Skype now. Although, can you see
3: my video? Yeah, you're moving. Yeah. You're moving. All around. right,
2: maybe I'm not gonna. Maybe I'm not gonna <laughs> reboot. I, I can't do anything. It's a brick that that. Has Skype running on oh, it? Oh, this is gonna be the most boring rest of
3: show you've ever had. You can't play Hearthstone or anything, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this, I yeah. gotta sit
4: here and just talk to you guys. Yeah, I know
3: <laughs> this happened to Terpster, he'd never this would be the last show he ever did. By the way, we may have seen the last of Terpster. I just want to throw something out there. That guy had a viral video of him asking a certain actor oh, to do a certain thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna say what because it's still too soon, I think. But uh, that thing shot to number one on YouTube and surpassed every other trending video, which is not easy to do on that service. Absolutely impossible to do. And I think maybe he just needs to remember the little people. And it was good knowing you, Terpster. See you later. Have fun. (laughs) Jeez, Louisa, man. That was crazy, those couple days. All right. uh, Let's talk about Heroes of the Storm real quick. A couple of bits of news. Nothing crazy. Uh, There'll be more details on Stormcast and Core, so you can get a much meatier bite into what's happening in Heroes of the Storm on those two shows. But uh one year anniversary means fifty percent XP boost and some new bundles and deals. So if you want to get in, earn a bunch of XP, this is a great time to do it. Uh and they're celebrating their first year, which kind of crept up on me. Their first official yeah. year outside of beta, of course.
4: Still no uh actual seasons yet, but yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah
3: soon. But but you know what? In kind of a weird way, it made me go, Oh, that's right. It's only it's only a twelve months. Like it's not yeah. for a game that's meant to last forever. That's not really yeah. there very long, and it makes me feel it's a little true. less hurt, butt hurt about them not having uh, seasons yet. You know, but it
4: is a long time to go without seasons, man. That it, you're right. Like this is in in the grand scheme of things. You know, in two years, we're not going to be looking back, caring anymore. Mm-hmm. That took them a year to make the first season, uh, well, and fun. as long as the the seasons are actually really good and make a lot of sense and it adds a lot to the gameplay, we'll never talk about it again. But yeah, you know,
3: games around for a long time. Yeah, other than in positive ways. I'm By ex- the way, how's
4: your uh, push for, for top 10 rank? Or oh, whatever? I freaking game. gave
3: up. It pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I, had- I went
4: into a game the other day. Yeah. And first of all, this was a game where I played fantastically. Yeah, I was number one in everything. Yeah. Literally everything. I had one death and I was number one in all the damage, both siege and hero damage, and number one in XP and I died only one time where everybody else had like five or more deaths on my team, right? Yeah. And we won the game. Oh. And yet still <laughs> I had the entire team I was playing with crapping on me the entire game. Why? Because I was false dad, and one time I gusted everybody out when I didn't realize Jane was putting her stupid circle down, right? <laughs> one time. <laughs> I, look, we're not on voice, we're not on voice chat. I don't know that you're about to put your damn free circle down. I have no idea. Yeah. All I know is. They're all on the point, and I need to gust them off so we can take the giant. Right? That's that's my thought process. Yeah. And yet, the entire rest of the game, everyone thinks that I'm friggin' Hitler, in in (laughs) heroes of the storm form. Right? And you still won the game. That's never uh, stopped. That's frustrating. Each and every person I was playing with. Yeah. And I basically carried the entire team to victory. (laughs) And I was like, this is why, this is why this game
3: is a problem. Imagine, imagine being a team-based game. Imagine being the captain of a small ship. where you're the captain and you're trying to do the best you can and everyone (laughs) else on that ship is a huge dick i know right (laughs) like what are you gonna do like there's no it sucks i only like to play with friends and that's just kind of true everywhere i've run into some.
4: but the problem is is that the game itself like if i want to if i want to advance in hero league ranked play Mm -hmm. uh i have to play with just me and one other person at the most right so those are my options and uh Doing that can be a, a bit hairy from yeah. time to time. So Well, I'll tell you uh, what, for yeah. me
3: for me the poop in the brownie was this. I got to the point all I wanted to do, honestly, at this stage, because the time's going so fast, was hit forty uh, after the placement matches. I hardly ever play Hero League. And mm-hmm. once I did that, that meant I got the mount, the uh, uh, elemental mount. Okay. Not the big fancy one, but just the normal one. Thirty. Right. Thirty. No. Yeah, I meant thirty, sorry. Did I say no, I thought it was thirty you for said the forty. I thought it was forty for the one, and yeah, no maximum rank for the basic one, and then the pro or the 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 nicer one. I don't you get the
4: super nice one at ten. Do I have but it? You on don't back get runs? anything until thirty. Oh no well, then forget
3: it. For some reason, I had it in my head it was only forty. All right, well here's no, here's, but forty. You
2: can't not hit forty. Forty, you don't lose points.
4: No, I know yeah, that. Yeah,
3: you can only gain until forty. Fifty to forty yeah. is
2: like.
4: Twenty-five to twenty. Yeah. So so here's lead, right? what
3: happened. So we finished. I thought I was going to end up at that rank. The last game we played, John on our team finished his placement matches and hit forty, and we won that game. Next game we played, I lose. We lose that game, and I it puts me out at forty-two. So I was like, ah, that no, no, sucks. No, 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 no.
2: You can't. You can't go back. Before no, read no, no, no! These, are, these placement placement got, yeah. Yeah. This this are just oh, the placement matches. Yeah, these are just placement. Yeah, these oh, are okay. just
3: placement matches. So when then I went and did hot slogs math, or John did specifically, came back to me and says, "All right, I did some math. If we would have won that game, and he had exactly all the math that goes into as best hot logs can tell us, okay, because it's not perfect science, but as best we could tell, if we won that match, I would have been forty as well, and I was so pissed." Yeah. And now, add to that. I thought that's when you got the basic mount, and there was a better one later. Now, now that I know that's not true, I actually feel a little better about it. But just mm-hmm. put yourself in my head, where I was like, "Well, if I have at least 40... How,
2: how were you playing placement matches? Now, I really think you haven't completed me about his too. placement matches. I haven't
3: completed him, I hate him. I hate What's Hero that? League. We've been playing more oh, team Hero... Oh no, not Hero yeah, League. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Team, team League. League. Team oh, League, not Hero League. Oh, okay, Team League. Okay, I okay, keep saying okay. Hero League. I placed a long time ago in Hero League. Team okay. League. We never did because we, it's hard to get five people, right? Yeah. So right. now we're playing on the regular with five and we were all doing our placement matches and even our best players who were killing it and super high ranked and, you know, like I think Bo's like 10 or somewhere. I uh, think he, yeah, Bo was
4: like seven last time I saw him. Yeah, he's
3: really he's good. Pretty high up there. He, uh, he, he hadn't even done his placements because, again, it's hard to make sure five people are around and all yeah. that. So I think I've
2: played three total team league games. So serious. isn't
3: team league 40 you get the thing? I I think it
2: might be it isn't it I think it's different in team league that's what I'm trying to
3: check now yeah so I think think that's why my head was where it was so I know it's only two ranks and it's not that big a deal but I just was so pissed because the math if we just won that game I'd have had 40 if the math if John's math is right and that you know maybe it isn't but it looked right to me and I'm terrible at math so don't take my opinion on any of this (laughs) <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's going on. 50% XP boost, uh, new bundles, and stuff like that. If you play a match between well, June 2nd and 14th, you get the experience okay. bonus. Okay. Yes. So there you go.
2: Um, team League is uh, you get the Elemental frost, uh, Wolf Mount at rank 30. So you wouldn't have gotten it. Isn't there? Yeah. Well, what's
3: the other one then? 10 for that one, too? Uh,
2: it's a preseason Team League portrait at 40 and for hero league you need to get up to rank 20 to get the elemental wolf mount Why so you get it a little bit er, 10 level levels earlier
3: in team league but it's still uh that's 30 so to get the mount my brain yeah, 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 my really brains hard to get to. i'm not so doing it i <laughs> forget it <laughs> i'm waiting for season 1 and you know whatever i'd love an mmr wipe none of that stuff's happening so we'll just have to Wait and see. Um, all right. So if you want to get the new bundle to celebrate this whole thing, you can get a bunch of heroes. Tyrael's Charger Mount comes with that. Seven-day stim pack, all that stuff. So you can go learn more about that. And that Hell Hellbilly is coming because they're retiring the uh, Billy the Kid goat. You can't buy that mount anymore. So he's out of there. And Hellbilly will be available starting next week as a reward for players who make any real money purchases in the in-game shop. So if you go buy a new hero, let's say Medivh comes out in a couple of weeks, you pick him up, boom. You win, Billy the or uh, the Hell Billy. Uh, I don't like the goats, so I don't think I care about this that much. All right, so there's that, and then finally, medieval skills have been revealed, and uh, the Heroes Summit had all kinds of details about it. People can go look those up and check those out at any site that covers heroes, or you can listen to uh, Stormcast or Core. We're going to go deep into
4: that. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about him pretty soon. Uh, we're actually approaching episode 100 as well. Oh, very um, nice. And I believe we're going to have a really cool special guest for it. So oh, yeah. It'll also be uh, a good a good show for people who are super into heroes to check out. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited for Medivh. Chromie was kind of a bust.
2: He's, uh, you still think he's he's super OP? Yeah, you were saying. I think he's going to be pretty OP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
4: uh, that being said, one. I think it's fine. Chromie was a total bust, which sucks. Yeah. Um, They'll fix the it. The problem that I have with Chromie is that she... In a game in its current state where lane clearing is so important, she cannot do it. Mm -hmm. She just can't do it. Her Q ability that's on a three-second cooldown only hits heroes. And the problem with that is that clearing lanes and gaining XP is really how you win. Killing heroes is actually not how you win in Heroes of the Storm. And I wish people would understand that because that's just not... People chase and chase and chase and die and do all the stupid stuff. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but you need—you see what happens in competitive
3: play—that
4: mm-hmm. the heroes that have really good stuns and lane clears are the heroes that are constantly being picked in high competitive play. And Chromie cannot do any of those things. No, nope. so, she needs a
3: major overhaul uh, at this point. Yeah, um, she's and fun. There, Don't get me gets wrong; gets she's role. way fun, right? She's a good time. Yeah, but she, I
4: think they made her kind of weak because they thought her trait was going to be so damn good, yeah. right? Getting everything at a, a you know, a level earlier than everybody else sure. seems like it's gonna be amazing. But when you get your level ten ult at level nine, but your level but your ult doesn't actually do anything. Like her her ultimate ability slows people down. Yeah, Which would be really good if everyone else on your team had their <laughs> ultimates, right? <laughs> but at nine, she's the only one who has an ultimate. Yeah. So Yeah, I slow everyone down and then we don't kill any of them. So it doesn't matter. And then if you can't
2: lane clear at all, you're not contributing much XP to your team. So you can't ever be on your own. Yeah, And everything you you do... So you're still going to be leveling maybe a little bit slower than the other teams the and other getting team. your ultimate mm-hmm. at nine is sure. not going to be as important sure so. plus she yeah. doesn't
3: she doesn't everything has a wind up and it's all kind of telegraphed and it's just i yeah. don't know she just isn't grading those fights even Like so even if they you're like tune twelve or 13. her up i'm
4: sure and make her fine like she has a pretty low health pool and some of her damage isn't that great uh, i've heard people like kyle says oh you can play her well and do well but anybody can play any hero well and do well that's yeah. Not the thing, but it's just most people at their level, she's going to be totally crap. Yeah. And I think the the scary part is if you turn her up too much to make it so that regular people can play her and, and be effective, the pros are going to be insane, right? Oh, her. my so, gosh,
3: yeah. That's the other eh, thing. She's in a tough spot. It might it might be a retool that she needs. She needs a retool, and they need to do it because I spent $21 on her and her stupid skin alternate. So. <laughs> mm-hmm get on that blizzard that's a lot of money when you think about it every
4: time a new hero comes out they ought have that little bundle for like 20 bucks yeah it's a video so game. like every three weeks i'm spending 20 bucks on this
3: game that's huge that's crazy that's more than i spent on I've, wow i've
4: now moved into free-to-play model because <laughs> you know for, for those who don't know i don't have like a regular day job anymore so mm-hmm. i'm not spending 20 bucks every mm-hmm. three weeks on anything
3: well like, and that's the funny thing is i kind of had the same commitment and was trying to cut down on my hero's purchases and then this snuck in and i thought you know what i'm going to just I'm going to give their, she looks great. She sounds great. Like everything about this seems really cool. And I just did it. Like I impulse bought her and Mm -hmm. I have buyer's remorse. I'm not, not ultimately like down the road. I'm sure she's going to be great, but like giving money up front for a thing. I didn't really know that much about yet. is really sad. And some of the best players I know, like Bo adores her, loves playing her, played her constantly. in every game we played where he was her, we lost, we lost and not because of him specifically, (laughs) but she is, so, like, like you were saying, the lead, the the game between level one and twenty is won by lane clears and control of the map and objectives and all this stuff. And if you're not effectively doing it with her, then yeah. you're making the team lose, even if you're the best chromie ever. Like, there's just mm-hmm. no way around it. So, anyway.
4: I'm sure you can build a comp around her. I'm sure you can, but uh, that's going to be really difficult to do in a, in a world where drafting is how you play hero league. So, mm-hmm. really, she's like a quick match hero at this point, and. Yeah, her win percentage right now is 30%. Ugh, that's not good. This isn't like I don't think there's ever been a hero that has that low of a win percentage, even when they're total crap and they need to be retooled. Like Arthas never was 30%. Yeah. And now Arthas is a badass, by the way. Yeah, he's but, great now. Yeah, I really like uh, him now you know for a long time he was like bottom bottom barrel so. highest
3: per, highest win percentage right now by the way lost vikings at 54.8 what that's because there's like four people who play lost Vikings. i know the and popularity it. it has a popularity rating of 5.1 percent and then those you know that whatever that yeah. percentage is they're killing it and then yeah. kelthos at number two with a 97 percent popularity rating
4: wow, kelthos is back yeah Holy big crap. time
3: yeah like p- people are smelling nerf again we'll see Anyway, he's been
4: changed so damn much, dude. Like every single patch is something kaelthas related.
3: What a complicated video game. I'm telling you. Like, imagine it's, having to balance this the, thing. Oof. In
2: yeah. the last patch notes, they they made that joke about nerfing him and saying, "But we're sure
3: he'll find a way to be OP again somehow." So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, guys. He'll yeah. never go anywhere. It'll all work out. <laughs> all right, Diablo. I gotta say this about Diablo: there's no actual news from the Diablo side of things other than. Gamescom coming up. Seems end of end of June. Seems like a place that you might finally hear something about either a Diablo expansion, Diablo 3 expansion or a Diablo 4 announcement or something else in the Diablo space after years of new job openings and mysterious uh, staff being added to things they won't talk about and also going so long without any sort of formal announcements of any kind while Overwatch and Heroes and other things took center stage. It feels like the right time to me, so I just wanted to pass it around and see what people thought. Patrick, do you think Diablo gets its chance at Gamescom like Legion did last year at Gamescom? Is this Diablo's turn at the stage? I think it's very
2: possible. Uh, I wouldn't bet my life on it, but uh, when did Reaper Souls came out? Was Uh, it 2014?
3: Early 2014, I think, wasn't
2: it? Something like that. Might have been, yeah. So we're... It's a couple of years. I think we're due for a um, for a wait. I can't. I, is it 2014? I want to make sure. Sorry.
3: I think that's right, but I could be smoking the crack. Yeah. I mean, it's such a. Um, it feels like it's been with us forever because it yeah, changed. Yeah, 2014. So f- okay. All right. 2014.
2: Yeah. yeah that um, makes
3: sense. But yeah, so it came
2: out in 2014. It's been a couple of years. They don't. They don't have to, but if they announce something now, it, it could be you know a year and a half before it comes out, maybe more. Mm. Um. So. I think it's definitely a possibility. I think they're working on something, and the latest patches in Diablo are not um, substantial enough to be what what the full team is working on. So they're certainly working on either another expansion or a full game. I think if it was another expansion, we would have heard about it somehow by now. It's still possible, but if... So let's put it like that. By BlizzCon, either Gamescom or BlizzCon, we're going to have an expansion or a full sequel. Yeah. If we haven't heard anything by uh, BlizzCon, they are not doing another expansion and they're
3: going straight to Diablo 4. Okay, but you um, do think that the, 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 it's not the sign of like, well, we're going to let this thing sit for another 12 years and do <laughs> other things,
2: right? No, I okay. don't think so. The only reason... so people have to understand the impact that world of warcraft had in on that company it was for about you know 5 or 6 years world of warcraft was so big that 90% of the, the their energy was dedicated to scaling the company to a level that could su- support the hugeness of world of warcraft so i think the reason we didn't see anything for so long at that point was that a lot of it was Putting everything else on hold to make sure that the company doesn't dissolve under the weight of wow. Mm. Um, so, and Diablo 3, when it came out, it sold 12, 12 million copies on PC in the first week. I believe that's the number. It sounds right. That is yeah. an insane, insane number. Mm-hmm. It It's, uh, you know, crazy for, for a PC only title to be making it. Basically, it was a huge amount of money. And I would be incredibly surprised if they didn't follow up with uh, uh, another title in a very timely manner. Uh, You know, as I was saying, I think we're going to see something announced this year or the next year at most, and then a release within a year to 18 months. So I really think it's coming.
3: I hope so. I hope it's Gamescom. I really want more. I mean, I think that game, what they've turned that into is a really pretty special game. The fact that it's got the legs that it has, that these seasons keep refreshing it for people. Um, making you feel like you want to get back in and go crazy. It's really great. So, sorry, just to add to this, I think the way they've gone with
2: the latest patches indicates that it's going to be another expansion rather than another... uh, I'm sorry, another title rather than another expansion. Because if you look at the way the game is working now, you know, you have up to Torment 10 and you have the Greater Rifts. It seems to be pulling as much as possible on the itemization levels, and we're, we have another uh, uh, link afterwards. I don't know if you've seen it, but there are so many crazy things happening <laughs> in the game. Yeah. I don't know that you don't need to, at some point, start from a fresh, uh, you know, fresh uh, uh, beginning. Sure. And an expansion can do that for sure, but there's so much baggage with the game now already. I think they've pushed it so much that they're thinking we're going to have a new game that starts from the zero for the next one. So we can go out and, and, and go crazy with the, I think,
3: I think you're right. It's also, um, yeah, they, they can't, they're, they're going to take a lot of what they learned from what they've done with three and apply that to four probably, but it still feels like to do that even properly, you got to start from square one at some point, or at least, you know, a full new game and not just an expansion. Um, what do you think, so, Dills? I know you've been playing a lot lately. Where, where do you think their heads are at? Uh,
4: I mean, yeah, I, I'm on board. I, I think it's time to just. I think it's honestly time to just like let it chill as it is and just make the next version. Mm. Um, th- the game is really good right now, and I'm struggling to find what a new patch would really add to my experience. Yeah, and I really think that, like Diablo. I, there's never gonna be them not doing Diablo anymore, I think, because it is just such a moneymaker mm. and it's such a good version of that type of game. Yeah. So yeah. Give us like a release date or something fairly soon and say we're working on it and and they'll make a a, a bajillion well, it'll be, it'll be when that one. Oh, it'd be huge. When four comes out. It'd be know? freaking huge. But yeah. but I think right now the game is just really good. Like a lot of the changes that were made last expansion and every single season are all solid and they don't need to do too much else yeah um, I'm still excited every time a new season starts so
3: well team uh, team lead Josh Mascara kind of disappeared a little bit from almost everything except the occasional lead pop up on Twitter but pretty rarely saying much of anything my belief is that he has been uh, busy running the next iteration of, of Diablo and we may hear it at Gamescom so watch for that all right think, yeah Launch happened this week. A big video game wait, wait, launch. Wait, 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 wait. You have to talk about oh, that, yeah, that yeah, casual yeah. thing for Diablo. Okay, we totally do. So the, here's the th- problem. I mean, I guess I could play it and then edit it later since our clean tag on iTunes. Oh, you're
2: right. It's not, yeah. I okay. wish that guy right, wasn't such mind, an F-bomber, but
3: I still need to share what you showed me. So I hadn't known about this, and you you sent the link out. Um, so it's basically this guy showing his kind of casual Diablo playing friend what his end game looks like and even i who have taken a couple of mages all the way not mages wizards uh didn't know what the hell he was doing <laughs> like he it's was doing crazy. things that was like what is going on like he was just a throbbing fireball at some point and killing everything at torment 10 without it even you know working at it i i still not entirely sure what combination of things he was doing but but yeah if you haven't looked to see what a true endgame player is doing in Diablo Three. You owe it to yourself to see this this video. It is insane.
2: It's just so ridiculous. I think he has the mages. How's it called? Explosive blast, explosion, yep. explode something. Yeah. And and that thing is an explosion that originates from your mage and blasts like everything in a I don't know five meters radius around you. And it it normally has a cooldown of eight seconds. I think. And for, through some combination of buffs and, and gear and set bonuses and something, it goes on constantly. Once he winds up, it goes on constantly. So he's just moving around and exploding everything. And the screen is this uh, you're right, throbbing piece of yellow light. And, and it's just so crazy. Like it's like it's not the same game. And the reaction of his friend to seeing this is priceless. So seek out the video when a casual is, explo- is exposed. Is exposed
3: to uh, Endgame Diablo. Just look it up. It's it's hilarious. It really is funny. That guy. You could also sense from the video that his friend was about to get real deep. Like he was about to go. Oh, there's a lot. I have a lot more to do. Yeah, exactly. In this game. In fact, yesterday I finally got after years of trying to get it, and it would never drop for me on my main character. My main character got the helm to drop that I've been waiting for for years. I couldn't believe it. I about pooped my pants the other night. So it's all very exciting. All right, Overwatch. It happened. Uh, came out. It's a thing. It's a deal. Uh, here's. I got a little music here, just to have some fun with. Here it has a little overture music. Here you go. Oh, listen, you guys. It's like. Here I'll skip ahead. Oh yeah. See. Uh, anyway, that'll get you the mood. It happened on Tuesday, uh, technically Monday. The original release date was Tuesday, but it came out Monday afternoon, which was weird. I guess it was for a, a simultaneous international launch. And so, Patrick, you're on the other part of the world. I was starting to play at 5 p.m. my time, 6 p.m. Dills. What, where, what were you doing? Like, did you have to stay up? Like, what happened there? Me? Yeah. Uh, I was, it was like 8 in the morning here.
2: I played a little bit, but I had like two shows to record. Um Right after the launch, so I played a little bit, but since then, I've uh, sort of made up for it. I'm level twenty three I think twenty four yeah. um and I played a lot, and it's it's so much fun. I'm getting to play with lots of people that i that couldn't play before. So anytime I'm logging in now, there are people friends to play with. Mm-hmm. and it's such a it's a very different experience from what was happening in the beta. And uh, I still very much enjoy playing alone, but playing with friends is also a different kind of fun um they've mentioned that the ranked play is coming back in june at some point probably mid to end uh june so that's going to be good i'm still having fun with the quick play for now and i think the biggest thing out of this for me is seeing the entire world falling in love with this game i mean there, there are people who don't like it and there are haters and and you know that's fine but so many people are enjoying the game Mm -hmm. and it's like you know we had this little this little uh uh, tiny little bird it was a tiny chick and you you were nurturing it (laughs) you're like yes you're gonna be great and you're gonna be awesome you're gonna do great in the world and now it's it's spreading it its wings and it's sort of not ours anymore but everyone's loving it and it's really crazy to see all the people discovering all the things we went through in the beta, like at first there was the bastion is OP thing. And then there are people getting crazy over their plays of the game and going like, Oh my God, I killed three people. And like enjoying the positive, uh, uh, reinforcement that this game is so attached to and, and seeing that it works, that it makes everyone happy about playing the game and the fun that people are having. So it's been, it's been
3: a blast for me. It's like, it's like your kid graduating college or something, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's right. great. The, I love it. The thing you always knew was great about your kid, now the rest of the world can see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Dills, you've been enjoying it, I know. Yep. Yeah,
4: yeah I've been playing a lot. Uh, I'm finally starting to get the hang of some characters that I had struggled with previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been exciting. Too. It's it's cool that a game that I played as much as I played Overwatch, uh, with with a very limited character pool, really, if you think about it, in 21 Heroes, uh, I'm still finding new things to do and new things to learn. Yeah. Um, and the the whole eSports scene now seems to be about ready to go. And, there you know, the big tournament going on right now, I think, actually, uh, has, has been really fun to watch. I've been watching it kind of off and on all day. Uh, and, yeah, the game is fantastic. Um, Does anybody, anybody out there, though, like I, I encourage you, like we were talking about off, uh, talking about off, off air before the show, mm. uh, try not to look at this game the way you look at other games where – I play this hero. I play this hero. This is my main. This mm-hmm. game doesn't doesn't really work the same way. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like a new thing for a lot of players. So sure. really just try to learn as many heroes as you can. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to benefit you in the long run. Think of those sure. heroes
3: as weapons. It's like 21 or 22, whatever it is, weapons. And they're not really, mm-hmm. I mean, they're characters and they're great and they have all kinds of cool things they do each. But this game is so unique in the sense that they don't feel like individual characters who do roughly the same thing they all feel like separate weapons in your hands and learning as many of those weapons as possible is what will make you a great player in it so i totally Mm -hmm. agree with that or at the least like you said before the show and i totally agree with this pick one from the four main kind of classes tank support uh damage and the other one builder and 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 you know get one in in each batch that you feel real strong with and then start branching out sure um,
4: and actually, getting good at one hero is going to translate to getting good at another because you're going to understand what that hero does. Yep. So when you're against that hero, you're going to understand it better. Yeah, I never, right. I
3: could not get my head around Mercy at first in the beta. It just yeah. would never click with me, or I never felt like I was any good with her. Or I felt like I was actually hurting the team. And in the last four days have been a lot of Mercy play, and. I've been doing really well with Mercy, like like clutch moments and important reses and really important heels and right at the right moment and flying to the right guy at the right minute. Like once you get your head around a new thing like that, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's like a whole new game now. Like I'm just playing mm-hmm. a new and this is a new game this week. It's, it's still Overwatch, but this is a new game. And then you get your head around her and you realize, wow, I could be better at Symmetra. Probably there's some similarities there. Let me let me try to do that. Is anybody got one character? I have one character I've yet to play once beta or now or ever. Does anyone really? else? You no, know, I I played, played all of them. I should have yeah. played all of them, but I have never once played Torbjorn. Not once. Really? <laughs> <laughs> not because like, I don't I specialize at Torbjorn, man. You're good with him. I don't, I, and I don't have anything against him. I like. I feel like I will play him, but I just, I don't know. He's like a Netflix series. I know it's never going to leave, so I just never go and try yeah. it. Like I'll binge on the him sometime. Torbjorn time later. is
4: to not baby your turret. The people baby the turret too much. They think that the the turret is the character. And really, you, you, what Torbjorn does is it allows you to be in two places at once. Yeah. Uh, yeah you put a turret down and then you go other places and do other things for your team. It's really good. Uh, and not to mention the fact that you're providing shields for your team is incredibly valuable. So, uh, yeah, people playing tur- uh, Torbjorn don't. Don't think that you're just a turret, man. You are much more. Yeah, you're
3: yeah. so much more.
2: In, in defense, maybe a little bit more you're going to be standing there repairing it. But th- if people figure it out and start shooting at it, it's probably going to explode anyway. Yeah, um, so just drop a new one. Yeah, you drop a new one. It's fine. Plus, um, your your
3: ultimate is, is the bane of my life, Torbjorn players. Yeah. <laughs> the
4: other thing, <laughs> too, I think a lot way. of people <laughs> think you have to make your turret level two. You you can drop a rank one turret and run around and do stuff. It's fine. I mean, yeah, you it, it's can. better when it's rank two, but if yeah. you're in a firefight, don't drop it and stand there hammering it while you die. Like don't, Just drop <laughs> it, run around, and shoot people because <laughs> your turret's still going to be doing stuff. Yeah. You know? I uh, might have died, but at least I whacked at my turrets uh, a, couple of, yeah. a couple of times. That's a lot of right. times you can't even hit it enough times to get it to rank two. You get, like it, But I am always, if I'm running from somebody or someone's chasing me or something, I'll drop a turret, keep running. My turret's damaging them, and I can now shoot at them too. And I'll win one v ones quite often with with Torbjorn. Yeah, he's not really known as like a one v one fighter either, but that's because people are playing him wrong. I think.
3: Yeah, and when I see somebody it's do done. really well, like it is a, an offensive, like an offensive attacking Torbjorn, is something to witness, man. There's like mm-hmm. some that and and Bastion when those guys do that when they do it well, yeah. it makes you rethink how you play. You're just like, well, wait a minute. To counter that, that seems counterintuitive somehow but that's what this game does is it kind of it breaks all your expectations in a lot of ways the way you're yeah. used to playing team team based shooters and and competitive games like this and it is so refreshing i've not had this much fun i've said it before i'll say it again not since i was playing quake capture the flag back in like 96 have i had this kind of fun with a video game and that's <laughs> no small feat i didn't yeah. think i'd ever feel that way again about a pe- competitive game but there it is
2: i think a lot of people are are saying are, are echoing your sentiment about just having fun you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's pure enjoyable moments when when you're playing it and uh to to come back to what you were saying about trying different roles uh it's it's very true that there are a lot of heroes maybe you're not gonna love all of them but there are a lot of heroes you think you're not gonna like but actually when you play them you're gonna have a really good time like if you if you think healing is not for you or, you know, support is not for you in general or tanking is not for you. I think most people who have tried a couple of the heroes in those roles have found out that it's really actually super fun to play. Um, Kind of in the same way that almost any class in World of Warcraft has elements of things that are going to appeal to a lot of different players. I don't think many people have, you know, many classes that they just don't like. I sure you're going to play one class, but often if you reroll a character, you're going to find a piece of a nugget of, of enjoyment of gameplay joy in there that is going to motivate you to play that class as well. Um in Overwatch it's a lot more instantaneous satisfaction, so it's a lot easier to go through but you're going to find some heroes in the roles that you thought you couldn't, you wouldn't be uh, having fun fulfilling that are going to be enjoyable. Yeah, it's so really just, weird.
3: It's weird how I went into that game thinking, oh, you'll play like you always play. You're going to be damaged and you're going to be at a distance. And and when I started, that's what I would try and mess with. And then when I got the courage up to try Roadhog, who's now one of my favorite characters of all time, freaking love him. Right. Hey, my hook accuracy is getting up there, but man, my son is killing me. He's got like 80% every game. He's killing me. Anyway, really, yeah, Nick is just murdering with him. So good with that hook. Um, but so there's that. Then I went, well, all right, maybe I'll break down and play Winston. Oh, my gosh, Winston's so much freaking fun. And then I started <laughs> doing some support characters. So I start playing things I don't normally care about at all in video games. And I'm so glad other people do. But in here, when someone doesn't pick a, a healer, I get excited and go, all right, let's go. Let's go, Lucio. Let's go, uh, Mercy. Let's do this. Like, it feels great to do those roles and I didn't expect that at all coming into this game. So, yeah, don't be afraid to to branch into things. Even me with the turret, dude, I need to just freaking do him and do it. Uh, do Torbjorn is my new T-shirt I'm going to make. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's great. The only real issues I know of is they had some lag, a little disconnectivity the first day. Sometimes people get randomly kicked from games. It wasn't anything crazy. Considering how many people are on in all regions, I can't believe it went this smoothly, but... Uh, The only big issue, and they resolved it relatively quickly, was Xbox One players had uh, uh, matchmaking problems that got fixed. Uh, PS4 players, pretty much no problems or issues that I know of. And um, it's a pretty successful launch. I don't know how else you could, you know, it's hard to classify it as much else. Like it was not a, it wasn't plagued with disconnects or server outages or any of that stuff. And we've been playing it for, what, almost a week now, solid. And there are tons of people in there. You're rarely skirmishing. Like, it's it's just a piece of work, man, that thing. Damn, that game. So much fun. <laughs> anyway, go play together, too. Oh, I wanted to make a recommendation. Watcher.gg. So I didn't even know this existed. There's a few sites now, apparently. This is the one that uh, Bo pointed to me on Twitter. But it's like Hotslogs in a way, except it, it taps into the, the uh, Blizzard API for Overwatch and lets you see where you're at. And it, what's crazy... Is a couple of people like him. He found out he was he was thirtieth in the world at playing. um It was either Soldier Seventy Six or McCree. I can't remember. It
2: was it was his uh, kill death assist ratio, which is oh, that's
3: what it was. It, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You yeah you count uh, the number of kills you do and the number of assists and then you uh, divide it by the number of uh, deaths.
3: Yeah. So the Spencer HD guy we play with all the time, he found out that he was like number twenty. Uh, accuracy on sniper kills or something with uh with widowmaker like there's a whole new level of this game if you start get, looking at that list and going oh i bet i could get up on that one like there's <laughs> talk about your global leader leaderboards it's it's super cool and insane so go check it out at watcher.gg uh and uh and yeah i'm out. just
2: i'm just happy i have a positive uh win rate yeah uh, ratio that's 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 all i care about just Positive wood rate. Yeah, that's, that's all I
3: want. That's all I want really either. And it also reminds you like, oh, yeah, all the stuff I did in the beta, and that's not on here, you know? Like I've had, yeah. boy, look at the run I had with so-and-so. Oh, no, that's not being counted. <laughs> Shit. I have to, I feel like MMR is in effect now, and I'm. And maybe this is a bad thing, but the pressure's on for me. Like I'm feeling pressure to like improve my my stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, just
2: have fun. You know, we we gave a lot of uh, advice. The game's been out for a week. Just go in and have fun. It's a quick match. No one cares. You know, ranked is gonna get in fairly soon. But for now, just just play the way you like. I think that's you know, the game is is very new, very uh, uh, focused on on that kind of thing. So if you're if you're don't force yourself yet. There yes. will be time for tryhards to tell you how you're playing wrong. In you know. A couple of weeks or a couple of months, and already they're doing it. But for now, don't don't worry about them too much. All right. Well, let's go to Numbani
3: and celebrate. Here you go. Right here. Come on, kick it up here? Oh, this isn't the right music, is it? <laughs> there we go. All right, good enough. <laughs> I got a quick, uh, a quick. Oh, and that soundtrack's up on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and other stuff, and you can buy it. I think. And you can also, if you bought the collector's edition, of course you got it that way. Uh, Amazing music. My gosh, so good. The whole thing's amazing. Uh, Quick email and then we'll get out of here. Uh, We got one from Paula who asks, and this is a good appropriate question to the Overwatch launch. So you've all been playing Overwatch all week. Who's getting the band hammer first? Patrick, you have a theory. Uh, Or somebody Um, earlier was saying something about McCree. Do we think McCree is the first to get uh, attention?
2: There's been a lot of discussion and I think a lot of people are throwing names out because they're frustrated more than uh, more than anything else. But McCree definitely sounds like the one that. So the problem with McCree is that he has if you're if you're really good at him. He's good at everything. Yeah. Um. They nerfed his long-range shots a little bit uh, during the beta for good reason because he didn't have any damage fall off, and he's so precise. Uh, he he is hit scan, which means his uh, bullets don't have travel time. Once he he pushes the button, that hits. So if he's good at aiming, he's gonna shoot you no matter what happens. Um. And he also has this flashbang that means he's invincible at close range. He he stops you and he he fans the hammer and you're dead and if you're not dead yet he he rolls and fans the hammer again and then you're really dead mm. um and, and so basically he's really good at every position in in damage dealing in the game so that's a little bit of a concern um at the same time it's really early still uh mm-hmm. we've seen moments in the meta meta in the competitive meta during the beta um, where we thought that some things were never going to move and that was the way it was. I mean, Tracer at some point was everywhere and she could never die because of the mobility. And But then people start started playing McCree and that was a perfect uh, counter to Tracer because flashbang, she's stunned, she's dead. Um, so it's a little bit early. I think we need to wait and see how things shake out uh, for another few weeks at least. But the one that, that I think is being looked at the, the most is probably McCree. That would be my suspicion. I think the team, that you know, the Overwatch team is has their eye on him and on High Noon and they're keeping a close eye on, on that. So yeah. uh, other than that, I don't think too much
3: well, i know may is um, a giant pain in my ass but that it may yeah, just i be, me. Me, me. yeah me. <laughs> so the problem with may is with the
2: mechanic of slowing down and freezing right it's mm-hmm. like stuns in heroes it's a frustrating mechanic when you're being the victim of it i don't think she is uh, uh overpowered in the sense that she gives wins to her team Right. She she doesn't have a, a crazy win uh, win loss ratio. In I an average think. game, you're right. Yeah. Um, you're totally it's just right. frustrating when sure. you play
3: against her when it happens. Sure. Yeah. I have the perfect counter. She's to got that. her counters for sure. Yeah. Her my favorite counter to her is a is a simple one and very self-preservation-y and has everything to do with me. It's all about me and not about her. And that's when I play Junkrat because the best thing to do in the world <laughs> is when she's going shh and I'm going <laughs> getting all cold. I throw out a concussion <laughs> grenade and then blow it up as it just barely leaves my hand. I go flying way back without any damage and get completely out of any freezing business. She's got. She gets hurt and thrown into some big mess on the other side. It's a great way to get out of there. Yeah. So every hero yeah. at
4: this point has a pretty decent counter. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too concerned yet with uh, anybody being imbalanced. I know a lot of people think that like uh, Bastion is OP, but
2: just, you know, get good noobs. Come yeah. on. <laughs> No, I'm complaining. <laughs> I'm surprised, the Bastion and Torbjorn hate has not been nearly as big as it was during the open beta. I think a lot of people played during the open beta, learned how to counter them a little bit for the first week, and then, uh, you know, carried over that knowledge in the in the launch. It it's been very acceptable.
3: Yeah, so they haven't been a problem at all for me. Um, I mean, yeah. partly, you know, it's just like well, Dills said it, and he's, I'm, you know, obviously we're joking around. You're not noobs, but. But you no. but you but he's right like there is a way to counter those guys and once you learn that or figure it out per character it's like oh well then they're really not that big a deal. I mean a good Bastion player is still a thing to be reckoned with you still want to play well against him but it's You'll not like get he's, a lot of kills. Sure. Yeah
4: but once you know where it is you can seek it out and kill it and it's no problem. The mobility is the problem for Bastion right and uh I mean, I just I love when there's Bastions on the other team because I like playing Genji. So mm-hmm. I'm like, bring <laughs> on all the Bastions, man. Let's do this. Yeah. Bastion it uh, up
3: and you reflect yeah. all their damage back to those guys. It's insane. Yeah. When I go. And you, you
4: run up to them and as soon as they turn to shoot at you, you just reflect all their bullets back at them. Yeah, it's it's incredible. amazing. It's, yeah. it's not ki- a problem.
3: You kill them. And the, my favorite thing in the world is to hook them while they're in siege mode with uh, Roadhog and pull them to me, it pulls them out of siege, which makes them far less effective. All they can do yeah. is run and gun with their pea shooter and one shotgun blast, and he's dead. Like it's just an amazing yeah. feeling. So, <laughs> hey, keep it up, Bastion. It's not a problem. Just keep playing these games, yeah. keep being in there. You
4: did see some in uh, the competitive play, though, but they were always protected by a Reinhardt.
3: Oh, interesting. So,
4: there was actually a, a, little, a little combo that they were setting up quite often, which was a Reinhardt shield protecting the Bastion with a Mercy giving the damage boost and basically just protecting an area. So They weren't really concerned about necessarily getting a bunch of kills with Bastion, but it was just, this is, it's kind of like zoning, right? So they're keeping you off of a certain spot because you can't run in there because that's just a death trap, right? So Mm -hmm. it forces them to then start to kind of come around and do flanking stuff. But then they have like Widowmakers protecting the flank or McCree's protecting the flank. And so you, you know, there's basically nowhere to go. Yeah, oh,
3: there's a giant bug in my house. Oh no, that's not good. Don't let it eat you, <laughs> Texas man. Also, when they, uh yeah, I just tell you about. I a ro- just heard it and I looked. And it's like, oh god, that's a big one. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, they make them as big <laughs> as puppies down there. You got to be careful. I'm gonna have to get like. I'm gonna have to. Man, I'm gonna
4: to have to put like a sweatshirt on or something and then like a mask and go after this thing. It's
2: freaking me, I'm just thinking. <laughs> if about we it. don't hear from you on Twitter within like the next hour after the show yeah. is done,
3: we'll we'll send someone. No S- kidding.
4: Don't, yeah, send an exterminator. Um
3: when uh, it's funny though you say the, the way the meta's shaping up with Reinhardt being in front of him, it's basically just giving him back his old shield he used to have, which a lot of people don't remember if he didn't play pre yeah. pre open beta, but he used to have one of those for his own. He, he just- had
4: a shield in front and then he couldn't turn very far. Yeah, he had um, a now you turn everywhere but no
3: shield i think he had a 90 degree radius or something and something yeah. like that yeah which yeah, i
4: think is better though in his current form i think he's way better in his current form like being able to look any direction is actually really powerful oh yeah uh, if someone gets on you you used to be also he actually took longer to switch between you know stances mm-hmm. yep. now you can switch really quickly but it used to be someone got on you and was behind you and that was it there's Nothing you
3: could do. You he, feel, dead. he feels really good, and I'm glad he's in the game, and I don't want them to, to change him too much because I think he's super unique, and in the right hands, you can do amazing things with him. That's the other thing about yep. the game. Don't let any of this stuff we're telling you fool you. Like, you think, you know, well, these characters are flank characters or these guys are, are zoning characters or whatever their roles are. That's all true, but once in a while, a player will come along and do something insane with a character you shouldn't be able to do. Like, someone will take a Reinhardt and make him the most offensive backline destroying nightmare mobile weirdness you've ever seen and it's supposedly not supposed to happen with that character but there it is oh that's
2: that's one of the things I love doing with Reinhardt you're you're really your job should be to protect your team for sure and to not sure dash in and and you know be crazy because you're just gonna die and and you know but sometimes there's an opportunity there's an opening And, you know, you throw your fire axe and then you charge and you swing your axe around like a madman and they're all clamped up and you kill everyone. (laughs) And then you have your your, uh, ultimate that puts them to the ground. You throw another uh, fire axe and you charge again. It is such a... You feel like... You know, I I often describe the, the joy of this game as the best superhero simulator that there is Mm -hmm. in in anywhere and you feel like the fantasy of that character sometimes when things go well and when you do this with reinhardt you do feel like the german personified tank you're like walking around in the heavy footsteps and the axe swinging around and you're exactly like he says
3: unstoppable (laughs) it's the game is gameplay personified and if you haven't picked it up yet you're a dope go get it it's great (laughs) um all right let's gonna do it for the show thank everybody for being here always a pleasure let's whip around the table and talk about where people can be found during the coming week uh patrick what's going on as you get closer to heading back to finland where can people find you
2: uh, well, I guess the big, the big news this week was uh, the launch of the Patreon for Overwatchers. So uh, if you're into the game, well, first of all, if you think you're getting into Overwatch and you like the game and you want to hear uh, Garrett and uh, Chris, Chan Manvi and myself talk about Overwatch, like for hours on end, um, Overwatchers is the is the show you want to go listen to. It's at amove.tv. It's Garrett Weinzroll's website, um, and we had a number of uh, beginners and guides uh, shows episodes back during the beta. It was for episode seven to eleven. Um, if you're getting into the game, you want to learn about the, the different types of roles and the different things. There are a number of tips and tricks you can uh, you can hear in those episodes. But more generally, we're we're doing the show every two weeks. And as I mentioned, the um, Patreon has launched. So if you want to support us, you can do that too. But uh, amove.tv slash Overwatchers is where you want to go.
3: Mm, expect a bunch of E3 coverage when Patrick gets home. Uh, between he and I, we're going to do a bunch of E3 stuff like last year. People liked it. So we'll do a bunch more of that, kind of live video commentary yeah, looking stuff. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Dills, where can people find you this week? Uh, So
4: right now, I would suggest people check out the stream, twitch.tv slash willydillssf, and the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash willydillssf. Actually, just while we were recording, I was rendering a video just finished, so that will be going up uh, tonight. Nice. And it is a deck tech which uh, is part of It'll be the next goal on my personal Patreon is to do weekly deck techs. Mm. So uh, if people want those, this is kind of an example of what those would will kind of look like. But rather than do like a competitive deck, this one's about my milkshake deck, which is uh, the priest deck that steals all of your cards and then beats you with them. So uh, you can check that out. It's going up
3: tonight. Is it called it's that because g-. it brings? Slash. Is it because it brings all the boys to the yard? Is that the naming? No, no, no.
4: It's because because uh, I drink your milkshake. Oh. I drink it. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's even better. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your your web address. No, no, yeah, no,
4: you're good. Uh, it's uh, and I, that's actually all explained in there as well. But uh, yeah, it's basically this will be the general format of those, uh, which will be me explaining the cards why they're in there and all that kind of stuff, and then some actual gameplay footage uh, of you know either one game, which is what I'm going to do here, but in certain decks where they're going to be more competitive, mm-hmm. I'll probably be doing rather than one game, doing more like examples of scenarios that may come up and how to kind of handle those so things like the opening mulligan things like you know late game turns if those are really important big combos you can pull off that kind of stuff so that's uh not gonna be a weekly thing until we get about 43 more dollars but that's not that far away man i think we're
3: you know uh, it seems valuable a very too.
4: doable amount yeah. yeah it
3: seems like a valuable resource if you're into hearthstone folks so hmm. help them out uh, nothing, uh, what else is going on? There's still some Warcraft movie tickets available for anyone in the local area. Not many, but if you want to get in on that, that's happening on the 11th. It's a Saturday. Tom Merritt, myself, Brian Ibbitt, a bunch of others will be there. So you want to come and watch the movie with I'm us? So jealous. Uh, I wish. I know. I wish everybody was here. It'd be great. Um, but you know, whatever. I'll take what I can get. I'll take a Merritt if that's all <laughs> I can get. Uh, but we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be great. Giving out some prizes and some uh, stuff. So check that out at Frogpants.com slash Warcraft think that's going to do it for us. the instance.net is our web page. All links lead there. Leave us reviews on iTunes and other services because that makes a huge difference. You don't even realize how much of a difference it makes. So go do that, please. A uh, big thanks to AlphaGeekRadio.com for simulcasting tonight's audio broadcast. And uh, find us on Twitter at Instance show at Scott Johnson, at the underscore T for terster who may never come back again because this is too popular now with all this freaking web thing. <laughs> uh willy dills of course and not patrick uh more great shows like this at frogpants.com go find out if you think they're great too or if i'm just full of crap it's gonna do it for us for me for patrick for dills we will see you guys next time
1: bye
0: <laughs> i don't know why i made a fart noise that wasn't nice demon hunter defies duties due to developing different distraction it's the overly dramatic news i'm hunts the wind blizzard has long been known for cross-pollinating characters among its different game properties one only has to look at a typical heroes of the storm match to see ample proof of that but a misconfigured forum server for the Overwatch beta recently revealed that this multi-game mobility has been taken to a whole new level. The bug exposed hundreds of message threads between developers and some rather unexpected internal playtesters, Blizzard characters such as Deckard Kane, Jim Raynor, and Illidan Stormrage. The threads are a fascinating read. Kane wanted more character backstory in the game, arguing that players would stay a while and listen to such details. Raynor mostly complained that he should sue McCree for badly impersonating him. But it was Stormrage who dominated the boards with dozens upon dozens of threads. In one, he argued about the music selection for Lucio, complaining that, quote, the incessant pounding beat makes my horns hurt. Another long thread was dedicated to him pushing for a green ice option for May. While developers humored his incessant comments, it's clear that they were becoming concerned that he's more obsessed with Overwatch than with killing demons. When he demanded a free copy of the game to play post-launch, they reminded him that Legion was launching soon, and he'd better refocus on his own game. This provoked a tirade from Stormrage, who thundered that when it came to going back to Warcraft, he was not prepared. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at overlydramaticnews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. What the heck, man? This game is stupid!
1: This is Brutal.
0: Bastion's
2: damage is a stinking OP! You can't do anything about it! There's no counter!
1: Brutal used to be a respected member of Blizzard Society until he played the Overwatch beta.
2: It's just stinking, die! You turn the corner, boom, dead, turn the corner, Gatling gun dead, turn the corner, hey look, he's a tank, can't kill him, what the heck, man?
1: Brutal has been diagnosed with stage 3 Bastionitis.
2: And on top of that, it's bad enough when one person plays Bastion. But for the love of God, there's three of them! Not one, not two, three! Half of their stinking team is this stupid character that you can't do anything about!
1: Dying to Bastion is an epidemic facing millions of Overwatch players every day, and no one is immune to the salt and rage that can be induced by seeing a play of the game with Bastion in his fucking turret form.
0: It's just there! You turn a corner
2: and you're done! You turn a corner, 17 million bullets are then lodged into
0: your skull!
1: The salt levels brought on by acute Bastionitis can be dangerous to one's mental and physical health. Chances are... Someone you know has been hurt by this bird-loving Omnic, but help is available, and there are a variety of methods to protect yourself against Bastion. The best defense is a good offense. As Genji, you can deflect Bastion's fire. As Tracer, you can use your abilities to bypass frontal defenses, then use your gunfire to force Bastion to move. As Widowmaker or Hanzo, snipe Bastion from afar. Have a teammate distract Bastion to give you an opening to do so. A perfect distraction can be Reinhardt, who can draw Bastion's fire and stay protected with his shield while the rest of the team dismantles Bastion. And as may, you can create ice walls that block Bastion's fire and allow your team to press forward safely to the next objective. These are just some of the ways that you too can avoid the rage brought on by Bastionitis. To learn more about how you can fight Bastionitis, dial 1-800-F-BASTION. Bastion